The will, yeah. Yes, yes. The whole willful ignorance thing uh, you said as well, it's usually, oh, I'm not a computer person. Okay, so you're just not going to try because you're not <laughs> a computer person? <laughs> yeah, it is the 21st century by a while now. Like, I think that excuse has flown the coop. You know? You're going to have to be a computer person. Just a little right? bit. <laughs> like, imagine in this day and age, I told you, it's just like, oh, I'm just not a car person. I don't know how to drive, you know, because I'm not a car person. Well, that would work if you were in a socialist country like him. <laughs> right. yep, I don't have a driver's so. license. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised no one. So what happens if we all meet up one day and finally go out and we all get hammered and you're the only one who can drive? <laughs> I mean, you really think he's not going to drink from his countries? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know the rules of the road that well, but I mean, with an automatic gear, how hard can it be? Persistent. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they... <laughs> it's automatic you gear, how hard gotta... can it be? I just got to keep doing that and eventually we get home. Right. I've, I've watched Seinfeld. Cars? They all drive like this, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wish I had a car that I could drive like a bumper car because I would be knocking people left well, your, and right. Your driver's licenses are essentially free, right? No, no. How much does it cost? Well, it's so. I think I think what you're getting hung up on is the driver's ed portion, which in some European countries and like Germany is like hundreds of dollars, right? If not thousands of dollars or well, something. I'm from Denmark, but like. Sure? Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying I don't know what it's like in Denmark, but I know in Germany it's, it's they pay like fifteen hundred bucks to get a driver's license ish. Yeah, what? it's not that much. That, but that's the training. That's not just the license, right? That's, yeah, that's the license right. is like a hundred dollars yes. every ten years or something. Right, that's so a training, and then you have to pay for the license stuff after that. Just to train right. is is fifteen hundred. Sure. So, yeah, for us, like, I mean, it's in high school, right? So, you know, depending on your school and whatever, like, you might have had to pay a couple hundred dollars for, like, you know, an insurance or something like that, um, you know, or whatever the fees are. But, yeah. Well, yeah, whatever That's the driver's the ed show, class though. was, it was, and then you got your license a year <laughs> early, so the trade-off is worth it, obviously. Right. Yeah. Assuming you passed. <laughs> that is a big Which, assumption. It's a really low bar here, if you hadn't noticed. Like, <laughs> so. So, welcome to the so, Dresden Files podcast. Yes. Second guesses. We're Second guessing like is driving. This is Fifth guesses. Three, four. I don't know. I'll fix the numbers. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. The title should be What If. Okay. Did we do you know, That's when I made the thumbnails. At least <laughs> I took the Marvel one and then they crushed out Marvel, like obviously. It's not. Then... It's not too wrong. We're just gonna. That's not too. Is it backseat quarterback? Everything that Harry's ever done in his entire life, focusing on Harry, which limits us a little bit because a lot of changes isn't Harry. That's a lot of everyone else making decisions for him. Susan made that's, a decision. There's, for him. there's a, a really for sure. mature adult decision. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> Back in uh, several years ago, several books ago, Susan made a decision, and and now she's making another decision of asking for help. That was another Maggie's... decision we didn't talk about in Death Mask. Don't don't tie up Susan and and have kinky fun sex. Right. But and now we're here. So again, I think we're trying to limit these to like decisions that Harry would reasonably be expected to make, and and I. I mean, yeah, I think I speak. No, for because otherwise, people. there's no big change. 
like, again, he would reasonably never leave Susan to the vampires, but if that's what's right. going to be the big change. So in this one, I mean, listen, he got pregnant. That's a reasonable, that's a pretty big thing not to, uh, not to do. Especially since he never gets laid, so he doesn't know how to pull out, apparently. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to limit it to the fact that it's like, I mean, if Harry was an ice mage in the first place instead of a fire mage, then, you know, it's like at some point in the summer night. Yeah. At some point we're re we're rewriting his DNA. We're not just like going into a decision be like, if Harry had just been gay, none of this would have happened. (laughs) Sure. But that's not not true. He would have hooked up with Marcone a lot sooner. Yeah. (laughs) So but Marcone wouldn't have gotten pregnant. Importantly. That's what well, we're considering pregnancy. Harry has become oh. pregnant. Yeah, He's I was going to say, you don't know that. Circumstances. So, well, okay, uh, Mark wouldn't be pregnant a, with Harry's baby. How about because that? Because of Shield, something, something, right? Because there's an angel living in Mark brain now that there was so, an angel living in Harry's brain. This, so there's still time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. This. All right. Um, yes, there's. Uh, mm. All right. So one of the first decisions that I would say that Harry does and changes is I don't I think still think it's inconsequential, but he goes into the office building as they're trying to find um information about what Ariana is doing and anything like that. He's like, but it can't be that office building. That's my office building. Yeah, remember when they bought it out and they did a bunch of stuff and say, but they said it was for asbestos. And that's when jacked up his rent. Yeah, yeah. That morning. He started kind of like losing it a little bit. Of that's when he did the Tower of Cratchit and started burning things down. But he, I don't think he is the reason that the building burnt down. I think they rigged it to blow. And well, yeah, there were bombs. Down. They put bombs yeah. in the, around <laughs> his office. Yeah. It's kind so of still one of the first decisions he actually makes after like spilling everything to um, Mac. But he still it's inconsequential because someone else made the decision for him as to burning the building down. Hmm. No, I mean, Again, uh, this Matt is Harry. Here, he says words, multiple of them. Yes, <laughs> right. No, the big, the biggest decisions, like we talked about, are things like deciding to go save the the Willoughby's. Is it um, Mrs. Willoughby? Right, Mister was one right. and climbing that ladder and then getting his back broken, and then as a result of that, calling up, you know, doing all the things, doing the Uriel, doing the what we eventually Dark find powers. out is be the you know, killing himself, setting himself up for suicide, and then taking Mab's off as opposed pushed. to other powers. Right. And then stuff like killing Susan at the end, or yeah. forcing her, well, not forcing her, but making it so she turns, she makes a choice, a particular choice, that then right. he uses to kill all the Red Court. Yeah, I mean, I guess he doesn't force her, but again, you know, he knew exactly what was going to happen. You know, that's like, yeah. Well, I mean, Uriel would say that it's a fair ball, I assume, because it's the same. It's not the same as, you know, an angel whispering in your ear. It's a friend. So I suppose to take the the bigger one first off, because it'll take the most amount of time. It's like when he has a broken back, he uh, Jim has laid out basically three options. He can go with Matt. He can go with. Uh, Lashiel's coin, or he could do the Dark Hollow. And he chose Matt because, as he said, like uh, she is the least evil of the options. But mm-hmm. it's because 
I mean, if he had done the Dark Hollow, then all his friends would be dead, which could have been fun. Well, that's the thing. The thing with the Dark Hollow has always been, it's like, yes, theoretically, it's an option. But did he really have the time for it without, for example, knowing what's down in Demon Reach? So he's he's got to do the Dark Hollow in such a way that either he's doing it in the middle of Chichen Itza, in which case, fucking everything's trying to kill him anyway. And that's not really going to help you. Or... I mean, what's he, he doesn't have the prep time to do it in the way that, that took days, weeks, even for, you know, all those Kemler rights to set that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. We, we always talk about that. Right. And, but the, the line that sticks to me is like, doesn't Cal take a look at it for like 30 seconds and be like, ah, oh, yes, it's so simple. And, you know, they just literally didn't have the final puzzle piece, but the other part of it is like, he's not going to come out. He's not going to come out a demigod, not nearly as powerful just because, uh, he's not going to get the wild hunt, right? So, well, yeah, that's the like, thing. It's on Halloween it with Itza, the threshold but... being all weekend. So what's he gobbling up? Right. Basically just people. I mean, right if he did right. it on the island. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't know what's there yet. So he he's basically just would do that on the island, I guess, under the assumption that he's swallowing up Alfred and whatever some maybe ley line magic. Right. Which, you know, I mean, he'd basically become a new great old one, I would imagine. (laughs) Well, yeah, because he wouldn't know know. what's down there. And as he's doing it, honestly, if he did it then without knowing what was down there, it'd probably just blow him up. Because he wouldn't have been prepared. um, Dr. Strange from What If, that one, if you've seen it, where he he absorbs and he can't control it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he would would just blow up the upper half of the country, (laughs) which just happened earlier. So the really yeah, the, and, the logical and I mean, options are Mab and, and the coin at that point. Right. I kinda like I kinda like the coin actually. Yeah. I was just gonna say, like unironically, right, in in something that the author would do, right? He probably wasn't prepared for Dresden to just become a demigod, right? So sure, I could see I guess I could see a timeline where you know, he offs all of his friends in most of Chicago and whatever, and then, you know, becomes stupidly powerful, but not necessarily like, you know, he's going to start knocking down the walls of uh, Edinburgh or something like that, you know? So. Um, well, I mean, at that point, you basically have to fast forward to Battleground, right? Because that's the really the only thing where he could reasonably be in the same weight class and the story still has stakes. Because, sure. I mean, cold days, they'll the lady has essentially become far less of a problem for him if he's fucking at Mab's level. And mm-hmm. skin game yeah. is nothing to him at that point. You know, that kind of stuff is just... And he also, I mean, so is he, he wouldn't even really be able to kill himself at that point. Like, what's... Kane's going to shoot him? That's not going to do anything. No, yeah. I mean, the, the shooting him, I think, is directly related to Mab and maybe the coin. But, like... I it probably wouldn't have even worked with the coin because at that point Lashiel's going to mm. be in the seat with him, you know. So you know, you think she's not going to just like reflexively pull a shield, but like even he just give up one the coin thing, again. you know. Like it, he took away the memory of the fact that Kincaid was going to kill him, but he could well give up all, the coin and then Kincaid could kill, it. or he maybe doesn't need to die. And that's and that's also like a, there's a non-zero amount of that that is Lashiel pushing that button on him too, right? So uh, mm. that's what I'm saying. Like the the Kincaid bit is almost glued to the Mab outcome. You know, I I don't think it would have been a thing one way or another for Lashiel. I think with with Lashiel, like I the more interesting questions to me are 
um, how how does the training montage go from there, right? Does he run off into the wilderness to get a bunch of training from Last Shield directly, or does she try to fold him in with Nicodemus? Because, like, sure, she's working with Nicodemus, but she's not exactly toeing the line, if that makes sense either. It's kind of you an know, independent, like, right? Right. She's she's more independent. She's not quite a hundred percent like rogue or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, she's she's not exactly the company's man, so to speak, either. Um, you know, I so. think he probably even if Nicodemus doesn't help him directly in this book, he probably gets someone like a, a Namshield type and maybe a few others because he made the offer in small favors. Like, listen, the Red Court needs to be gotten rid of. They're stupid and dangerous. So I'm happy to help you do that if you play ball. Right. So and the red court was working with outsiders. Right. Right. Which is, you know, if we, if we follow that, you know, favorite headcanon. So, so even if Nicodemus yeah. himself isn't personally there, I'm sure he probably gets a co, you know, cause in the same way, Leah was there representing winter. I'm sure he gets okay. a small cohort of denarians. Right. So we've got evil a team, right? So Harry Dresden's going to lead, you know, like Thor and Namshiel, Magog, you know, who else do we got? Right. Cause well, it's Ursiel, like, he's going to have you know. Ursiel. Yeah. So he's going to have his two or three bruisers and then he's going to have his, you know, he's still got to have his Gandalf, right. He's still got his Leah uh, in Thor and Namshiel maybe. And it's not like last year's a slouch, right. She's one of the two or three, you know, main casters, I think of the group, um, you know, I mean, that it's reasonable like, that I would say she's be number one, <laughs> even before Harry at that point. Well, it, I mean, but over a Thorn and Namshiel, that's what I'm saying. So, well, the, the other thing is he's with Marcon at this point, so he's probably not. That's fair. Indisposed. Yeah. So it, it's probably your Magogs and your Ursiel types where you just got these big bruisers that are going to run things that could take on the ick, you know, stuff like that. And may, and, you know, obviously Harry Lashiel, but then you're probably, you, you're not going to have the swords around, right? They're not going to, well, you know, Sonya's not coming. Right. Right. No, I expect none of the Scoobies would come if he But Sonya would already be there. So if we're taking, like, he makes a decision at the point that his broken back is already broken, Sonya was there to pull him out of the fire. Sonya's already there. Right, but I don't think he then goes with, you know, a bunch of Daenerys to Chichen Itza. I don't know, that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Because he gave the sword to Murphy, and and then Murphy did all of her weird, crazy shit at Chichen Itza, but, like, we don't fully know that they wouldn't, that the swords wouldn't be there with Denarians to help someone. Michael was working with Nicodemus in Skin Game for not saving a child to be murdered. <laughs> like, it's possible. I mean, I guess you could open the door that if the story goes a slightly different way, or even if this is what's going to come at some point, is the idea of the angels and the fallen angels starting on this general path of maybe not reconciliation, but if they got the same enemy, but they're fighting for different reasons that that's going to intertwine. But then again, you know, once he picks up the coin, he loses his soul fire. He gets his hellfire back. So I don't know that he's really going to be, will he know, lose his soul fire? Huh? He thing. would. Yeah. I feel like it's a safe assumption, but it's also an assumption. So no, it's also a word of Jim. If that helps. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We'll take that. Um, I mean, the, the he, biggest reason why it's not Denarians in this book is because it's not a Denarian-numbered book. But, I mean, sure, but that's... <laughs> are you saying it's not what Out of the universe. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, I think, it's so literally the point of <clears throat> changes was that he broke mm. several of his own rules like that, right? So I, I would argue the fact that he broke the title rule, you know, he could break the Denarian rule, 
So it's a little convenient that it worked out that it was divisible by what? What is it? Three or four that the it's four, right? For the fairies where, yeah. where they seem to show up. So so that was that I think that was convenient, but I don't think that played into it. Um, you know, so three, well, three was the vampires, four now. was the fae. Yeah. Which yes. granted the generians would be in all of them if he took the coins, you know, so that was going to break it. One of those things. Right. And yeah, to me, it it very much would have more encapsulated changes and catapulting him into a different weight class if he had done the Dark Hollow, right? Because we would have literally like burned and salted the earth at that point. And, you know, he'd have to have a whole new cohort of supernatural help. Like, you know, is Mavra running around? Is she the one that's like, oh, welcome to being a necromancer. I'm going to be your tutor now, you know, or whatever, because just because he's got all this power. Right. Just because he's got all this power doesn't mean he necessarily knows how to use it either. So he's still got somebody who who's going to have to, you know, lean on him. Um, does it affect his relationship with Vaterung? Vaterung thinks he's generally a good guy. I kind of feel like I feel like the Dark Hallow would push him a little far. You know, it's like you you've well, clearly eaten thousands, possibly tens of thousands or maybe even millions of of innocent lives at that point. Right. You but know, what if so. he puts it all back? And if he has access to soul fire, just like the Einherjar can be resurrected, what if he did the similar thing? I think I think that's a different book series you're pulling from. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that's supernatural. <laughs> Dresden's the the immortal king now. You know the the god emperor. So. Yeah, I yeah. Some something tells me once that's out of the bottle, you don't just get to put it back. <laughs> and well, certainly it, not in the Dresden Files. Well, it so. seems just like like Vaterung may have done something similar. I mean, it, whether he's done any form of a Dark Hollow is, is less the question. But like, he has souls. He puts them back into bodies and binds them there to the point that they are resurrected. They don't need a drum. They're literally alive again. And this is technically possible in the Dresden verse. Therefore, it's just the question of can Dresden ask the questions enough to be able to figure out how to do such a thing, but he would have the tools available it's, to do it. And those are also, also human souls versus whatever. I mean, those things in Demon Reach, by and large, if then, not all 100%, they're not really right. souls. They're just going to be So maybe power. he keeps all of all of Demon right. Reach, but he puts like all of the Chicago people back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna go stand up those little tin soldiers again, you know. Yes. Where, yeah, well, I, no, t- I tend I, to think you could probably just do the Dark Owl on Demon Reach, you know, especially now, you know, with his knowledge of the defenses, you could make a big circle and just contain all that shit there and without it spreading out to Chicago if that was ever a necessary option. But yeah, you know. so I, I think it's also important to know that it's very well established that for mortals anyways, this is one of those like power corrupts and how you get the power is just as important as having the power in the first place there. I, there's basically a 0% chance that Harry makes the decision. Ah, yes, I would like to eat a bunch of mortal souls, please. And then afterwards gets to put them back. Like he just knocks some books off a shelf. There's like, that's what, that's why I'm saying like, burned and salted the earth like if if harry had taken the dark hollow it's an entirely different and darker book series is he still going to be angsty like thomas maybe probably because that seems to be one of the the themes that we like to no. go back to the well on but yes he will but, be angsty like thomas because but is that's he, the author's style and it's what you yeah, would do right 
but but does it fix anything you know like he can go cry about you know eating molly and and lucio and and murphy and thomas and even that guy you know the medic guy that i can't remember his name and that that's gonna no i'm i'm pretending to be harry but yes you know lamar and all all of the other cops that he was friends with but he fucking ate them they're not coming back like that's yeah, I to me that's a non-starter for that path, right? You know, so so I think I think if he was going to keep a toe in in the mortal realm, it would have had to have been Mab or or Lashiel, you know, easily. So, but anyway, I I I'm I'm good. That was a well. Lot. The, I mean, those are the two power sets <laughs> that also essentially require him to remain mortal, right? The night the knights need to be mortal, and the coins need the free will of mortals. So sure, once you start sure. gobbling up dark god power. That's another like he can't even set aside the mantle without some sort of probably weird ass bunch of hoops to drop through. And he turns into a demigod. That shit's he's stuck with that. Right. Until or else Halloween comes around and maybe he can, you know. Right. If if he's not stuck with it, casting it off is probably complete, you know, like giving up the coin is supposed to be right. Uh, you know, uh, Michael's like, if you forsake your power, then sure you can, you can give up the coin, whatever. If, if he could even get rid of the dark hollow mantle, whatever that becomes, you know, it, it would be complete. I think, I don't think there's a in between, you know, where it's just like, Oh yeah, cool. I'll, I'll just shave the top 90% off of my power now. You know, that's not really going to be a thing. So. Because he's not Bob. He can't just trim bits off himself. Stupid mortals. I was going to say, he probably would. That would Actually, that would probably be his advisor. That would, Evil Bob, right? Like he would seek mm. that guy out. <laughs> nice. You knew Kevlar. Teach me. He, honestly, he'd probably just eat him. Like, I don't I don't see why not. It'd be less entertaining from a narrative perspective, I guess. But it would make all the sense in the world that he would consume him, you know, maybe he could tap into, tap into things that he's eaten. So, you know, he'll, he can go into a meditative state and tap into evil Bob that way or something. But, you know, yeah, I just, I don't see him sitting down with a, with a spirit, you know, that it's like, I eat spirits. That's how I get power. Let's have a conversation, you know? So. Well, there's also still one growing in his head at that point. So. Mm. True. Maybe he taps into that a little quicker. It's like, hey, the yeah. fuck is going on up there? I'm not supposed <laughs> right. to have thoughts anymore. This is or, or she gets eaten too, you know, because again, spirit. So. Well. Yep. Hmm. It does make me wonder if he took up Last Shield's coin, what would happen to Bonnie in her natal state? I imagine she would start getting both parents in her head taking care of her. <laughs> or, you know, it, it, it kind of depends on how Lashiel perceives that, right? So we could we could have a, uh, you know, a, a premature end to that, too, I could imagine. So, well, she seems know, to be fine way. with the idea of taking the kid right out of his head. And I don't think she was going to absorb her. I think she was just going to raise her, you know. Mm -hmm in skin okay. game this was like you know that's our kid i'm she's going to be useful to me gimme gotcha okay i did and so then he would have part, his you so. know he would have his id up there plus lashio to like plain parents 
which would probably be awkward, but what are you going to do? Yeah, it sounded very crowded. Yeah, they well, that's the other thing. Last year, would pro- you so. would probably not need Molly, quote unquote, to then tend to that. Like, I feel like last year would probably be able to handle that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So. So, Mab is not only the, the less evil options in various reasons, it might be the only option for both out of style and numbering choices and reasons that that would just be too much to do right then it has to build up to doing demigod stuff not not the only reason but you start you start to get a lot more variance in in the multiverse you know like those are all choices so they're all plausible paths but quite a bit yeah. changes you know it would <laughs> Yes, it would change. It would decidedly change the tone of the rest of the books and making things fairies. I mean, that's the, the storyline that we know. Right. But it also seems much more true to the, the Dresden tone, because if you became a Denarian, then everything is demons and angels and hells and all sorts of stuff. Well, he would probably and- have to make a lot more questionable choices than he has to like. With the stuff with Mab, he might be squeamish about some of it and her mentality towards things, but she still hasn't actually said to him, hey, go kill that baby over there, right? And she's probably not ever going to. However, someone like Nicodemus, who has no qualms about any of this shit, you know, like getting the information about um, the underworld. I mean, sure, Mab and all of them wanted to set him up for that, but what did he actually have to do to obtain that information? You think it was nice? No. Right. And I tend to imagine he's going to be in much more morally dubious situations with the Denarians than even with Mab. So yes, right. But I I don't know if it strays as far as you guys seem to be implying in some ways, right? Because like I mean, he's still more or less his own person and with yeah, Lashiel, I don't think he's forced to work with Nicodemus or any of the other Denarians. And well, and, and I'm not, I'm still not going that far either, but it's like Lashiel still kind of being like a rebel angel among, you know, rebel angels in a way, right? She's again, not just going to toe the line. However, I think Nicodemus is still going to be, he's going to be there for the initial few books. He's going to have the tenuous kind of relationship and, and leadership as Mab has so far, right? Like, you know, Mab took direct control of him in uh, the beginning of Cold Days, obviously, because she rehabilitated him. But he doesn't need that necessarily uh, if if he goes with Lash Shield. Maybe he does, but not necessarily. But either way, like I could easily see they bring in the Denarians, you know, maybe Nicodemus goes with them for a bit of fun. Maybe he he's going to be the uh, the uh, uh, the Leah character where it's like, oh, I'm going to indulge myself. I haven't had this much fun in 2000 years or whatever. But um, but, you know, skin game could all but be the same. Right. Yeah. The, Which actually sounds they, really interesting. Yeah. Like. I mean, Nicodemus is like, hey, I got this job and you should come with me. And Nicodemus is still not, he's not telling Harry like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going after the grail or whatever. And you could still have the double cross. Harry's got to have a different ally, you know, towards the end of it. Maybe, well, maybe Goodman Gray is directly involved at that point or whatever. If but like, Harry isn't the winter night, he still owes a favor to Mab. Sure. So by the time the skin game comes around, he might still owe a favor to Mab and be having to get onto the same job as Nicodemus for other reasons 
and she could say you have to make sure he doesn't get this and then blah blah blah. I think, Almost I think there's a pretty happens. big event that she's going to call the favor in prior to that. Which is kill my daughter. I don't I don't think he gets past cold well, days without that favor being used. You might be able to to arrange cold days in a way of like someone telling him that his island is in trouble and he has to figure out how to save it and Maeve still ends up dead without her using a, an order or a favor on that. Well, I guess the way to bring it in then at that point is probably because someone like Molly's going to probably be the winter knight then. And or Tom's. Since, since she's a, right. I honestly, at that point, I think it's going to be Molly based on the way ghost story was going. I think it's just easier. Well, right. it could be that Molly still might be, need to be saved for the winter lady. Sure. Yeah. With just to rewind a little bit, so with cold days, Mab doesn't necessarily have to use a, a favor because if she knows that he's the warden, all she has to do is like have somebody flitter by with a pamphlet and be like, Oh, by the way, somebody's gonna attack Demon Reach, Which and Molly then he's obligated did. to go, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> like I suppose. Yeah. It's like it is a different route to get to the same endpoint with cold days. But, and like similar with skin game, but like those two could be almost the same because these aren't about Harry's choices. These are about other people's choices being made for him. No, I think the easiest, not easiest, the way to make it <clears throat> slightly darker with the Denarians is he's going to be getting all this info about the gates and the nature of Nemesis and all this stuff from a much more biased viewpoint, I would say, than even someone like Mab is. Because even Mab is the defender of reality, whose job it is to just fight these things. But so these angels, oh. in theory, <laughs> rebelled based on all of this. It's like, hold on, you see all this shit that's yeah. going on up there that they're not taking care of. The so, but the difference the difference is Nicodemus is so my head canon, right? I'm going to open this up. This is all my biases, and some of this is conjecture, and some of this is my stake, and and what I predict is is happening and is going to happen. Nicodemus is team reality too. Okay, yeah. it's not real hard for Nicodemus to take Harry to the gates and be like, "See that Shoggoth gobbling all those people up? Do you mm -hmm. want that to be Chicago?" And be like, "Oh yeah, we we better fucking do whatever it takes to stop it." Oh, whatever it takes huh fun fact free will is the problem gotta it's, get rid of it's it not yeah it's not the fae that are the problem it's not even you know most of god's creation it's humanity humanity is the problem nicodemus is totally team human team reality he's not team humanity right. earth will truck on just fine being a wasteland, whether it's, uh, you know, nuclear wasteland or it's uh, overgrown with jungles and shit because all humanity died off in a plague. That's what Nicodemus wants. Right. So he's absolutely team reality. He's team all those trillions and trillions of other planets that for some reason it's this one that matters. You know, that's probably the part where it's like, you know, like if you think about it, like in scope, it's insanity. Right. It's to our perspective anyway. So you can kind of understand how somebody like for a Nicodemus for not and not even Nicodemus, but like Enduriel, right? Enduriel, Lashiel, Magog, all of those guys like, you know, it's literally insanity that all of reality could become unraveled because there's a few million at the time apes 
that decided that they got free will or whatever. And that that's all part of the ineffable plan. Hell yeah, it is. Nobody fucking understands that shit. <laughs> Why does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like you've got trillions of galaxies and trillions of suns and trillions of planets and all of this shit. And it all comes down to whether or not this asshole's a good guy. What? You know, because that's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day with the Dresden Files. The only surprise there is that there weren't more than 30, you know, of course, there might have been. Right. This is just like one group, you know, obviously Lucy. Yeah. Lucy wasn't part of the 30 and whatever. So however Mm -hmm. else the other you had Legion, you know, with the with the thousands and whatever. So, yeah, like to me, when you when you kind of put it in the Dresden verse context, especially and you and you take, you know, the fallen angels, it just makes sense that a chunk of them would have rebelled, you know, because I think I mean, surprise, it's religion and it's angels. What this came down to was. Faith, right? You either got faith in the ineffable plan or you applied some logic to it and you fell because that's probably what it came down to. Right. Uh, You know, uh, Uriel keeps the faith. He absolutely what like, yes, it sure. It sounds crazy, but I trust in his plan. That's the point. That's what we do. That's where we're angels. Whereas like, you know, for, for the Denarians and other fallen, you know, they were like, Oh hell no. What? That's crazy. We're going to trust these apes that it's a coin toss. He doesn't know. Literally. He doesn't know the stakes. How could he possibly make the right decision? So we're going to trust all of reality and the eternal war of the outsiders that we fucking had to cast these guys out in the first place. We're going to trust that to a coin toss. <laughs> so of course they fell. What other choice did they have? You know, yep. uh, you know, so it just, and even, uh, I don't know. Even the fence sitters were like, uh, we're just like, Makes kind of sense. I don't know, but I mean, God, this God and stuff is like out. Yeah, it's like get right. out. Like wait, yeah. wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. If you're not with me, you're against me. So you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck that. Yeah, I was trying to make an informed decision. <laughs> right. We just no wanted left. to wait a few millennia and then and then pick a side. No, face. So. Please get out. Right. Well, I mean, because, yeah, and and maybe it's not, you know, whatever. Like, but to me, that makes all the sense in the world is like, it's all about faith, right? It's all about keeping the faith. It's the deal with the graces. It's deal with everything like that. It's is as long as you have faith and you believe, then then we're chilling. Anything else, then you're working against me, at least for the angel's sake. Because a big part of it, like depending on the different religions that you've got is like, parts of it is that the angels do know better right they they do know they have seen it in action they've been there since the beginning they've been created for these tasks and whatever there isn't really any doubt and so you know for for some different myths if we wanted to bring that in you know the angels fell because they actively are working against the plan you know and that sort of thing but if but if you if you and that's where i get like i get lost in the whole like free will and choice thing especially when it comes to angels because it's like they have it uriel has made choices you know like not not even just the like on how he executes it but giving his grace to michael is a choice like how how is that not free will you know like maybe he doesn't wake up and decide he's going to have eggs and toast versus pancakes and bacon Maybe it's not that level of free will, but I, I mean, he his description know. in Skin Game was really on the line of like he could not make the decision for Michael. He could make he could help Michael 
do what he already decided to do, which was mm-hmm. walk out that gate. And so but, I mean, they, by all that you... logic, it's like I could have helped Harry do what he wanted to do, which was walk off that bed. <laughs> so, yeah, right. right. <laughs> you could have given your grace to him, theoretically. I mean, that would have been hilarious, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the difference is Uriel knows that if he gave his grace to Harry, he would absolutely fall, <laughs> you know, so so because he he was still concerned with Michael, but we all knew that Michael was good enough to handle it. But like, yeah, but like even even just going to the initial decision point, which is choosing whether or not to fall, you know, by rebelling, <laughs> by sitting on a fence those are choices so they clearly have free will of some kind and that's Uriel cannot you know, give like, the grace to harry because harry would just be a smart ass to god if he would fall right. he just he couldn't help himself of, of just like he he can't accept any authority anytime someone tries to say you will do this thing he gets his head bounced around an elevator it's just, I want. I want to believe if he had a one-on-one with literally God, you know, he might tone it down a little bit. Or I, I'm also a fan of the understanding that it's like if God was personally involved with making each and every one of us, or He knows better, like He'd be like, "Look, I know you can't help it, but chill out for a minute." <laughs> like you know, so like I'm trying to tell you something important here, you know. Right. So uh, one thing that I found. Interesting, sitting and thinking about all this. If Harry took up Lashiel's coin and Kincaid still managed to kill him, because Kincaid has killed Denarians, as we saw in Small Favor, uh, or oh, sort of kill Harry. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the um, ghost story, it could still happen. And he could still be running around in his soul with Uriel and seeing all of the effects of whatever's going on. Hmm. I don't know how you'd get him to, to do the whole wake up thing again if Mab isn't keeping him alive. Maybe Mab is keeping him well, alive. Unless she really wants that third favor. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want my two dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to commit, but at the same don't time, I. it's like she's committing a lot to a night that she never would have committed to before anyway, because he is who he is and a starborn and yada and worth the yeah. worth the trouble. Right. right. So having that third favor is still probably worth the trouble to her. Yep. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that with all of the other stuff that has to and happen. Plus, you know, it was Bonnie keeping his blood alive, so Lashiel is probably up there now like, ah, oh, fucking <laughs> dumbass. Right. But wouldn't the juxtaposition just be so interesting if Lashiel or someone was keeping him alive that now Uriel is running around with Harry as a ghost soul person? Well, that would probably be the book where it's like, so... That whole book was his lesson about how Mab can't change who you are. So it would still follow, except Uriel would probably be, or, you know, that the theme would be more like you could give this up at any time you have that ability. And at the end, he's right. going to be like, no, I'm going to work with you, but you're not going to change me. And same, same thing. Sure. Yeah. Again, I think it's kind of fun how like certainly going Denarian makes, makes the books take several steps darker but maybe not as far afield, you know, it, it's, it's, it's certainly a parallel universe rather than, you know, just like a, a somewhat distant one, like the dark hollow would be like the dark hollow is like a geographic change as much as for Harry, as it is for the world. Whereas like him picking up the Denarian is like, you know, we've got, you know, somewhat lightish red or pink with Mab. And then we've got like the dark reds of, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's along the same lines, 
you know, just a little further to the evil side, you know, um, but Yeah, because Uriel could be running around with his ghost and like Lashiel could be none the wiser, right? Lashiel's just trying to keep him on life support because it's like, damn it, I just got a host. You well, know, yeah, I mean, she'd she... be busy. She's like, not again. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and Uriel could still be absolutely trying to save the soul, right? You know, so. But... And I mean, let's face it, it's not, I mean, apparently she could still be, I mean, if Bonnie was able to, to stick around even though he was dead quote unquote so the biological aspect of it is she could probably hang out in his head and do what she has to do you know keep the blood flowing which is what bonnie was doing um and all that other good stuff yeah but again i wonder if if bonnie's still up there and last year's up there well, maybe it's easier if both of them are working together well it also opens up the possibility of if harry's being obstinate later on she could be like well our kid is going to blow your head open, so maybe you should go help Nicodemus raid the underworld. It's like, wait, what? I shall, I shall do the same thing that Mab threatened to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so, options there. So. Yeah. All right. Um, the the big other bigger decision, as we've talked about this one for forty minutes ish. Um, <laughs> is that not enough for you? Would you like? To <laughs> no. So we could go well, on. <laughs> yes, we could. At Chichen Itza, the whole thing with Susan, I, there's a couple other ways he could have handled it, probably, of managing to still wipe out the entire Red Court, or at least just getting him and his people out alive, perhaps. I mean, the biggest one that I see is instead of having Susan on the slab to die, he could have managed maybe to get Martin to turn and be the youngest and then kill him, but that would leave him less guilty. Well, I mean, the big choice overall is, I mean, people will say it's Susan because wah, wah. But in general, it's the idea of the fact that he wiped out an entire powerhouse nation and then what happened as a result of that. that the were coming in basically <laughs> immediately, all that other stuff, and how that changed the landscape and opens up the door to battleground and all that stuff. There's even still the, uh, the 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 dreams that happen because of that. That is largely. I don't think that's got something to do with the Fomorians. That's an unresolved plot point still. Which no, yeah, it was just a matter of all this giant magical energy spread out around the world, and everyone had bad dreams, especially pregnant women, for like a night or three. It was right. like this oh. this echoing aftershock of big magic power. Is that the word of Jim? Because I thought it, it's it implied something. Oh, it's in the book. Bigger, no, yeah. it's yeah. That's that's what it's described. You know, the night of bad dreams is what they call it, right? I know, but right. I thought I, I didn't know that it was explained. That it was just because of a big magical energy. I thought oh. I heck don't remember that being in the books. I thought it was something more that we were going to find out later down the road. No, not that. No, I'm, I'm pretty out. sure it says explicitly the use of that spell is what rippled out and and did that. Okay. So before I get too too deep into it, one of the questions I have is like I don't remember when when the curse went off, right? We we already know that the the red cord had basically like Martin especially had already given a kill order to wipe out the fellowship of St. Giles, right? But the, did the curse kill Yeah, did the curse wipe out just the vampire part or does it kill the half vampires anyway the vampire because part, but all the ones okay. who were I think Hannah Ash, no. Asher, yeah, Hannah Asher, all the ones that were too old already, they, they yeah. died because... Rapidly. 
Yeah. yeah, like Martin had been what two hundred years old as a half vampire, and so as soon as the the vampire part is gone, he's time is going to take its toll. Right. The reason I was asking though is because if if it's Martin on the altar instead of Susan, if she dies anyways, it's academic, right? You right. Know, but she's only been a vampire game, for eight years. So yeah, if she's still in her thirties. She'd be fine, quote unquote. That that's yeah. that's why I was yeah. asking is yeah. because if there's no stakes, it's not really worth. Yeah, it's not really worth arguing about. But if she would have survived, then yeah, it makes it well, makes no, a lot of sense. I don't know how he would have turned her though. And I think that yeah, the the big stake is whether or not the red cord are gone. It's a matter of then Susan probably goes off, takes Maggie, and they go hide in a corner because he's a denarian now, and he's not going to want to influence any of them. Yeah, that's possible. Well, if if we're chaining those those things, but if we assume he's the Winter Knight up to this point. And he somehow gets Martin to turn like the, the real, the, so the, the difference there though, is there's only three people on the altar at that point. Right. Or four, I guess, because Maggie's there. And the point is that um, Susan only turned, turned because she killed Martin. So who's Martin going to kill so right. that he turns. Got to be either Susan, Maggie or Dresden. <laughs> exactly. Case. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's so that I mean, that's kind of where I'm getting at, too. It's like, yes, I mean, fundamentally, it's a decision. He would whine a lot less if he had gotten Martin to, you know, on the altar instead. But he'd still whine because Susan died, you know. Um, so right. it's it's almost academic, you know, in in a sense where it's like if you pull this lever, Martin dies. But if you do nothing, Susan dies. You know, <laughs> And still all of the red court dies, you know? So I, I'm, I, no, it's, it's more like if you pull this lever, Susan dies. If you don't pull this lever, Susan dies. And, <laughs> yeah. but, but also Martin will die, which is also the same thing that happens either way. Right? She eats Martin like a or loop. he sacrifices Martin. <laughs> it's a loop, but Susan and Martin are on the far end of the loop anyway. So it's just yeah. like he's, he's over here like pulling the lever and then they both get run over anyway. Like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> Sorry, totally crass and inappropriate, but that's why I'm saying, like, sure, it's a choice, but I, thinking about it, I don't think it makes any difference. So, you know. Right. So, like, there's, I'll quibble a little bit of, like, Martin, since he was clearly the smartest person on that altar, um, right. could have helped make things like that happen to a certain extent. Like, if, if he killed Susan to then turn and then says like okay kill me now and then the curse will work as he clearly intended it to uh well justin gets to feel a little bit less angry about it which that's why jim will never take that option J harry has to hate himself the whole time um but like there's the the temple virgin chick uh, uh Al alamaya whatever her name was like she was human she was there she was ready to die because she was just offered up as an appetizer and therefore go get her kill her then right. turn and then and then Susan can live, but like again, this is a little bit more logistics, not Harry's it's, choices. The reason right. that that book hurts and is so much fun is because it's Harry's choice to do so, and it hurts him. Right. Well, and the so, biggest other problem is is Martin going to have enough of himself, like because Susan, he's able to tap into the Maggie angle, like so Susan can retain herself long enough for him to even pull that trigger. Is Martin going to be able to like? Is I like the fellowship going to be enough? I doubt it. Um, well, Especially not, since like, he's got this whole base of. I being hate the red court. Well, yeah, but 80? still. I mean, 
it's possible. I don't it's, think it's necessarily as strong. Yeah. yeah. Is it important again? Cause like, you know, I, this is one of those where it's like, yes, if, if the, if the universe had taken several other branches, then maybe there's a point where, you know, like, you know, what if one of the Scoobies came with him, you know? So what if it was Murphy was there and then they kill Murphy and then put him on the altar. Yeah, yeah. We could make the collateral damage a whole lot worse. Right. But I don't think there's like a better choice, you know, that, that happens in the moment. I mean, I guess it could remain. Yeah. It, you could have Susan turn and it remain unfired. That would be quite a difference, you know, that he just mm-hmm. didn't have it in him to operate the curse after that, you know, that seeing Susan turn was too much for him. So you've got the red court running around still being jackasses and, you know, you, you lost Susan and you didn't get anything out of it. You know, it could be one of the other denarians takes that choice from him and pulls the trigger because they had the secret mission from Nicodemus to, you know, destroy the red court. Yeah. He, yeah. They're over there pushing a couple of magical buttons. They put Maggie on the altar and then like wipe out humanity because she's one of the youngest humans. So, uh, you know, functionally they've wiped out humanity because they're going to bottleneck the population at least, you know, or whatever, but that would be interesting if they could do it that way. I don't think they could, but Hey, who knows, man, they're angels. (laughs) Well, that's it. The the problem. I mean, you're going to have to get really science. That's not how magic works. Well, yeah, you're going to have to really stretch the bloodline connection of all humans are, you know, come from a single source type thing. Adam and Eve. Uh huh. What are you talking about? They all come. You can't sit here. You can't sit here with literal fallen angels and God and tell me that Adam and Eve is a part of the mythos. Like, even if it wasn't like Adam and Eve in a garden with a flaming sword, there's at least an Adam and Eve, you know, uh, uh, like pre human (laughs) that they can tie it to. And they're angels. They've been around long enough. They know. So (laughs) that would be funny. But everybody, everybody eight and older, you know. Just yeah, I was going to say, like, it, it, it'd be head. like, there was a book so, like that that I read. Yeah, in, I know, it uh, sucks. In like fifth grade, I think it was called The Girl Who Owned a City, where it was like everyone over 12 years old in the world dies from some weird disease. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Star Trek does stuff like that, like the original series when they would do the the Gonzo like sci-fi stories. And there's a few like that, like Futurama riffs on it, I think, you know, when, and they're like, no, that's just L.A. Like, <laughs> so, uh, but classics isn't futurism coming back again it is interesting is it? Though. i think so it's uh, like voldemort man if, if i think we've talked about this before how voldemort or futurama how harry seems to not really remember the situation as it was in changes with susan right no, he's, got, he's got like a two or three minute window where everything blanks out Right, but how he remembers and how we hear the story and then how he tells it to Michael and Skin Game are it's different. It's a big cope. Very different. It's some very, real big cope. It's it's yeah. very and usually he's pretty good about hating himself, but it's very not what happened, at least what we read in changes, what he tells yeah, Michael. Yeah, well, there's there's hating yourself, and then there's like literally like unzipping as a human, right? Like if Harry if Harry kept a hold of what happened, it's very possible he would have one of those mental breaks, like he almost did with the, uh, you know, with the Nicoloshi. Yeah, thank you. I was trying to say the ick for some reason. I'm like, no, that's not it. But well, it was Nicoloshi, but. Right. But like him not coming back from that. Right. Like that's I I do like 
I don't take it as far as like Bram Stoker did in Dracula, where it's like, ooh, he's got pointy teeth and I'm going to faint and I can't handle it, right? Like, I think humans are fairly resilient, but we definitely have our limits, right? And I think that might push Harry, push Harry's limits to the point where like, yes, it probably is Cope. It probably is him trying to not remember because that's too far even for, you know, him and Michael, at least to Harry's perspective. Michael's forgiven him for every damn thing. Like yeah. Michael's Michael is like all infallible. Yeah, right. Like absolutely in Harry's case, you know, for sure. But um, yeah, it just that might be one of those things that Harry can't. Now, to me, the more compelling thing is it it, it plays with your take on the books. If the books are his literal journal writing it down after the fact, then why do we have the version in the books? And maybe did he have Molly Massage's brain afterwards to forget about it? You know? But uh or he is just writing it down as he said it, and he's like, I wasn't and later on it'll be I wasn't ready to come to terms with what I'd done, you know, subconsciously or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, the maybe the time travel book will have a a touch on that. God, please no. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, this is why I wrote things down wrong. Um, or there's the side comment that Leah says of like your memory is not the only place where the truth is stored, and so it could be some other cosmic. Hard drive. Soul bits. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hmm. the the hard facts of the story as he tells it to Michael doesn't exactly change, but he ascribes much more ownership to Martin's actions. Yeah. Which is kind of fair, I guess. It's much more logical than he saw it in changes, I guess we'll say, because he way overblamed himself and not realizing that he was put into position. Yeah, he does make the decision. He does go along with as Martin had set it up. But later, yeah, it's the true but incomplete and uncharitable version. Yeah, yeah. And then, even then, Michael has to say, Susan understood she wasn't going into that blind. I still, I think, I, I still think that you know he's usually he's very good about blaming himself too much. So the, this time around, I feel like he's too good at giving himself a like a break. A he he realizes what Martin's doing. He makes a decision and he asks the question to Susan. Well, and it's because he makes the comment right in the aftermath. Is like, and then I made a choice that you know would come to haunt me for the rest of my life uh, or whatever. So he says. I can remember the line is that God forgive me for the idea I gave birth to next because I never will. Right. So, is what it is. I mean, we're dancing around the real line, though. But yeah, of course. Anyway, so we'll know that one. <laughs> All right. What All right. I used a knife. I cried about it. God help me. <laughs> yes. That is that is the EG's version. I used the knife. I'm a little girl. I saved the world. I used a knife and I was a bitch about it. <laughs> it's not even a third line. It's just moaning noises. It's way more broken up about Murph, right? Than he is about this, really. Well, I Murph's mean, a little recent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, he's he's actively in love with her versus at this point where he's like kills still always care for Susan, but I don't think he would have ever like, really gotten past cool. that betrayal type deal. Yeah, no, he never would. So how, a, how long were the events of changes? Like three days, you yeah, know, so, give or take. You know, she shows up Friday morning like, P.S. We had a kid. And he's like, 
I had plans, lady. Do you have any idea what this does to my schedule? And he runs around and he wipes out an entire race of vampires and we call it a wash. And then Monday's like, fuck, can you believe that? I haven't seen her in how many years? And she just dumps that on me versus like Murphy was like, you know, the day before, you know, they were getting busy and, you know, whatever. So Plus he has the consolation relationship. of knowing his, his, he saved his kid, right? Like Murphy yeah. dies and he doesn't even get a set of steak knives, although he should have because that was worth it. <clears throat> steak knives, really? Is that the appropriate gift at this point? <laughs> <laughs> All right, new blasting rod, whatever, something. A knife holder, I mean, something. Perhaps a gun? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? She didn't bring his P9 just be like, fuck it, take it. Yeah. Here, be, J- be Goldeneye for a little while. Oh, man. Not that We're terrible people. That Are you only not realizing that? No, it just, it's Bear's saying at this point, so. Okay. Yes, the Dreadnought's podcast, we're terrible people. Yes. Speak for yourselves, I am delightful. I'm with EG on this one. <laughs> He's delightful? Yes. No, I'm, de- I'm delightful. Specifically. Specifically, I am delightful. That's what he's yes. with on this one. Right. Uh, right. EG can't even get my country right. It's not a delight. You can't get your country. It's not my fault you don't know where you live. Like last week, he insulted me by asking about cookies done enough in my country, and he, like, and then he's like, "Oh, you I know, you're the closest thing." Yeah, there's there's overlap there. It's not the first time that we've asked you questions about Germany or whatever, you know. So, I was like, gonna say you are the closest person closer. to all of these <laughs> yeah. regions. What do you want from me? Who right. is going to know, like, Justin? No, right. Who are if you got questions about Mexico or Canada? Who are you gonna ask? You gonna ask your roommate? Or are you going to ask the people that like share a border with that country? Like, I think that's fair. That's so. fair, but he was like, imp- he was like implying that I should like. <laughs> obviously, this happens in your country no, too. I wasn't implying; I was outright stating you should yeah. know this information. There was no implication there. This was a you should know this, and you are a big disappointment for not helping. This is yep. what you get if you join our Patreon and our Discord. <laughs> we argue about cookies. Yeah, we do do that. Sometimes. I mean, that was that was fairly mild, all things considered. I think you and I tried to like help Google yeah. it, and then it was like, so, just no. Like, oh, I want to okay, know what these things are. For elaborating there, like cinnamon cookies. I'm very. Excited. I know, right? I was very specific about what these things were, and nobody I came up with the white chocolate bit. They just came with like star cookies. They had well, white frosting. That's as close as we could get. I, if so. I could provide a link, I wouldn't have asked a question. This wouldn't have been an issue. Who is telling you about these cookies? There was somebody else in another server, and I was just like, hey, I know a guy from Finland, so you know, maybe he'll know. <laughs> you made me throw Mr. Toadstool. I didn't make you do anything. You have free will, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> TM. Are you one of those where we're all like quantumly destined to do things and we have no free will? Is, is no, that I mean, like I could choose to eat eggs, but at the same time, that choice is based on the fact of well, have I had eggs recently? Do I want eggs? So it's all like, yeah. do you have a palate genetically that allows you to enjoy eggs? Like, because everybody does. Never right? Well, it's like lactose intolerant people who still want to eat cake, but then they don't take a lactate pill because why wouldn't you do that then? What is why you why do you hate yourself? <laughs> I'm saying that for a very non-specific reason, of course. It's not like I know anybody who does that. 
I'm I'm from Northern Europe. We're like ninety nine percent love lactose and one percent lactose intolerant or something. I don't think I know anyone who's lactose intolerant. Yeah, in in the states, it's probably not super common either, but it's trendy for some reason. So you run into that. It's too, actually, I think know, it's like... more common. That I saw an article that it's like a decent amount of people in the world. I don't know that it was as high as thirty percent has some they... level of lactose intolerance, but like a decent sure. amount of people do. The East is very lactose intolerant. Yeah, Northern Europe is where we're least lactose intolerant because we have a very dairy based diet. Well, yeah, it's either that or snow. What the fuck else are you going to eat? <laughs> yeah. So the further you, away you get from Northern Europe, the higher incidence of lactose intolerance there is. Yeah. But... Well, and it, some of that is just, you know, because adults, you know, like adult mammals don't tend to need milk. So it's, you know, it really is more of a children's thing. But I think, I, mean, I think it's partly genetic and partly... You know, I think almost anyone will get lactose intolerant if they don't consistently get dairy. Is what sure. is my understanding. Yeah, well, it's like the people who are either from Wisconsin or Switzerland that are lactose intolerant. It's like, well, you might as well just kill yourself because what the fuck else are you going to do? Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, that's, and that's I hated country, cheese. Right? It was a mild hell. Yeah. Well, because it's like, what else? There's nothing else to eat, and there's nothing to do, so <laughs> you're done. That's where the that's where the butterburgers from, though, right? If you and say so, like, that's like like a famous Wisconsin thing. I think I've made it. So you say. Delicious. Okay. See, I know more about your country than you do because I know. First of all, it's Wisconsin. It's barely the country. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only place like less accessible and worthwhile than Wisconsin is right above it or just about above it in Montana. I mean, there's fucking nothing. There's even less to do there and less to eat. Montana is more interesting than say the, the perhaps the Dakotas, but then like I completely forget the Upper Michigan really is a thing. Well, what's that joke? Or do we really need two Dakotas? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is no, we really don't. That's the another fun food fact about America is poke bowls are American. Yes, they're Not Hawaiian. They're Hawaiian. Yeah. I know uh, because there's one two blocks from my work, and I eat it weekly. good meal okay so we're done and... In it's impressive well we yeah. knew we knew changes was going to be a long one I mean, and we there was more pretty, we can pretty like through. pretty on dressed and except the last five minutes and the first, and the first five minutes yeah the first so yeah. 15 minutes of dress and stuff, 10 minutes of bullshit that's not Woo! bad that's a good ratio for us normally it's a lot a lot closer yeah and you can get all the bullshit you want if you support our patreon and get on our discord I think we argue about cookies and countries and and food. It's a lot of food arguing. Sign up. And next week we're doing our end of year secret Santa. Hopefully everyone actually receives something this year. Someone gave me a gift, so I'm good to go. I don't care about the rest of you. We already gave you a gift last week when you talked about the Muppet Christmas Carol. This is a physical gift that I can take with me and wear it over people. <laughs> that's that's his <laughs> gift. Uh, we'll just let EG set the set the theme every year just to make sure he gets a present. <laughs> yeah. So fuck it. I'm down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next year is Turbo Man. We're watching right, Jingle next, All the Way. Next week, January 7th, we'll we'll do Christmas. The the one that matters, the one that's fun for us. <laughs> the so one where we actually out. benefit. Yeah. 